everybody welcome to yet another episode of not rocket science the podcast episode number 18 this podcast is legally an adult now damn that was quick because i only do one of these a week i mean sometimes i've done two but it's an episode that I can slot in for the next week when I know I'm busy, but uh, shit, 18 episodes down, this podcast can play the lottery, still can't smoke cigarettes yet, at least in this state, yeah, it's an adult now, speaking of which, it was my birthday last week, and I bring in the new year with an awesome sore throat. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, it's kind of hard to talk right now. Um, not in the best shape for podcasting, but I got a schedule, and I got to keep to that schedule. And I'm about to go on vacation tomorrow, so this is going to be tricky. Um, I think the plan as of now is to either A, try the Anchor app for recording, while I'm on vacation this upcoming week and give that a go or come back and record on that Monday, edit and release on that Monday. So to the eight of you listening right now, I'm giving you the schedule of how I'm going to do next episode so all eight of you can listen on time. Because to me now, it's kind of like exercising or like I used to be in a strict push-up routine where I had to do like 100 push-ups a day, no matter what, which lasted for about six years, and then I fell off the wagon hard when I started uh, feeling pain in my elbow. So I stopped. But point is, I have a schedule. sticking to the schedule. I kind of like saying schedule more, like a premium proper Brit what is on the schedule today? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's the rundown to all six of you. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, so for my birthday, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I was supposed to go to the beach, but old Al Roker was like, hell nah. Because last weekend was a total washout here in the tri-state area new york city area um to be honest sunday actually wasn't that bad but saturday was awful and uh so we delayed the beach trip on the old airbnbs to september 
And instead, I went to um, I went to the spa. There's this spa in Edgewater, New Jersey. Edgewater, New Jersey is like right across the Hudson River. It's right on the Hudson, uh, across from like it's part of New York City. If you don't know, called Morningside Heights, which is in between the Upper West Side and Harlem. It's where Columbia University is. So if you go to Columbia University and you go to the park right on the Hudson and you look straight across, you're looking at Edgewater, New Jersey. Um, and we went to, me and my girlfriend, we went to the spa called the Sojo Spa. I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. I'm pretty damn sure. Um, because across the street there's this Japanese, like, Costco, basically, called, um, Mitsua. Used to be called Johan Plaza. For those of you who don't know, I am part Japanese. I have a Japanese grandma, so I've been going to that Japanese Costco store forever since I was a little kid. Getting my grandma, like, sticky rice and all that shit. So I knew I'm familiar with the area and all the stores it's it's like this Japanese Costco and then there's a couple other Japanese stores in the strip mall type of deal and they're all Japanese. So I'm assuming the spa is there because of all the Japanese stores right there and they're also Japanese. Um it makes sense based on the architecture and then the cafes sell like sushi and udon and ramen and all that good stuff so it's this japanese spot it is humongous it is like i think seven floors and it has all kinds of shit it has like five different saunas it has a clay sauna it has a charcoal sauna that was 200 degrees that was my favorite one they had salt room saunas those were cool like an ice room all these different kinds of like jacuzzis basically that in a bro sciencey way are supposed to help you you know whenever you see signs that says like detoxifies and cleanses impurities or some hippy dippy ass language you know it's probably not like doing that much from a medical standpoint but i mean i like hot tubs and hot tubs that feel slightly different you know that's cool with me some of them had this uh like they were made in wood so like instead of the pool having like cement or something it was like this kind of just wood this flat wood that was smooth so it wasn't like splintery or anything um that was really cool they also had this weird thing it was interesting because this is very not spa like where it's like this long fountain of water that's only about like a foot and a half deep or maybe two feet deep and there's all these stones on the ground and the point is to just like walk on these stones and they're supposed to strengthen your feet like i thought it was a cool idea and i think it's very beneficial but i would not put that in a spa because it fucking hurts like it hurts your feet if you don't have super calloused conditioned strong feet like it's not going to feel very good. It's going to just hurt your feet pretty much. But uh, I get the point, and it's pretty cool. And then my favorite thing there was this huge pool, a hydrotherapy pool. Hydrotherapy. Basically, that just means pool a pool with a lot of, like, jets that you can activate with buttons. So you go to this little, like, 
area that's blocked off and there's two metal poles that you can hold and you hit the button and you get jets like blasting really heavy water on your back and it feels pretty damn good the water's warm it's probably like 90 degrees or something 95 and this is really nice but what's cool about the hydrotherapy pool is that it's indoor outdoor um, meaning there's like a roof but the window area on the sides is completely open so it's like outside and this spa is on a cliff so you have a sick view of Manhattan um, yeah if you're in New York City like to me it is really one of these things that like tourists should do because it would be like an awesome part of a vacation to New York City but because it's in New Jersey I think a lot of tourists probably either don't know about it or kind of write it off because it's not directly in the city but what we did is we went to Midtown and they have a free shuttle let's talk about this shuttle so we get there early because I'm fucking crazy when it comes to that stuff and we wait maybe like 20 minutes for the shuttle just right in front of this random restaurant in Midtown close to the Lincoln Tunnel and it's all good shuttle comes on time kind of small it's like a big van it's like that kind of shuttle it's not like a bus shuttle so it was like a big van half shuttle type of thing. And we get in. We're the first ones to get in. So it's all good. But it only holds like probably like between 12 and 15, 16 people. Probably closer to 12 to be honest. And uh, it was interesting because you're in a van for a while because you got to go in the Lincoln Tunnel and then you got to drive up. It's like a, it's a little ways from Midtown, just north southwise, and there are some interesting people. Man, like when you're stuck in the van with strangers, you learn a lot. There were this group of girls just talking about everything, no fucks given. Like me and my girlfriend were just kind of quiet in the back, talking a little bit with each other, but these girls were talking about every. They were talking about guys i guess they knew from college going on their instagrams and i guess the guys kind of blew up in weight and got all kinds of pudgy and how fat he got and i guess he like dated one of the girls at one point one girl's like is he circumcised because if he ain't circumcised that's always a deal breaker for me and then they were like can you even like find it can you even like see his dick they're, they're just like blurting this shit out in a random van with like 12 other people in the car and me and my girlfriend we're just like staring at each other like are these horse serious because they were like mean girls but with like no filter like a like a female stand-up comedian but also not funny nor were any of them attractive so it was like these unfunny, catty, shit-talking girls who had no filters but were not, like, mean girls because they were definitely not attractive. So we were, we were both kind of just dumbfounded. 
And, I mean, I get it. This was like a girl's trip for them or whatever, so they're just having fun. But, like, for fuck's sake, you're talking about fat dudes you used to date and and their dick game on a van? Going to a spa? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Girls be tripping these days. And then, so there was these three girls, right? It was really one of them that was kind of the the catalyst in all this. And she was on the bigger side. And, like, the entire time we got in and out of the shuttle, she was just, she kept talking to the driver, like, I am not skinny. It's hard to get out of this thing. Because it's like a van, you know, to get to the back of the van and to the front. It's like a very small amount of space. And she's complaining to this driver that barely speaks English that the van isn't big enough for her fat ass. And, like, I'm like, are you serious? You're going to a spa and this van is free. Otherwise, you'd have to pay to take a public bus or pay a shitload and take an Uber to this thing and cross state lines and pay that extra fee. And, uh... You're complaining because the van's too small? Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so that was, like, our introduction to the spa. So we were kind of, like, weirded out already. Like, what are we doing? But the spa itself was nice. However, however, I will say, from that big girl onward, like, the farther we got in the day and the deeper we got into the spa, the bigger the people seemed to be. It was this theme I noticed. Like, there were some people that, look, if you're big, you're big. I get it. I don't want to put people down. But for fuck's sake, when you are so big, you can't even fit in the hot tub and sit down without like bumping into people and like throwing them off balance while they're talking to each other and having to like apologize and shit it's like i don't know i don't know should you really be relaxing at a spa with other uh, like i don't know to me there was just something very weird about seeing people who are 300 plus pounds and not in that NFL lineman kind of way trying to fit into a hot tub that already had 10 people in it and just apologizing constantly like I'm just like this is a fucking American disaster right here this is something that is more likely to happen in the United States than any other country times 10 and I feel like this like I felt like I was just watching in real time why other countries hate the United States um, I don't know. I don't know. If it, it's just if I was in that position, like, I would be not into going to spas and more into, like, going to maybe, like, a camp where you lose weight and it's like a spa atmosphere with that stuff. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm shallow. I guess I'm just fucking shallow. I think that's what it is because I remember in middle school – I had a poor-ass middle school with no gym, and we had to go and use public facilities for everything, and 
we used the YMCA for gym class and we went swimming. And I noticed in seventh grade, I looked at myself in the mirror when I was putting my bathing suit on. And I was a little pudgy. Like, that was the first time I ever saw myself. Because it was that weird stage where you're beginning puberty, but you still have baby fat. And I just, like, looked at myself and I'm like, shit, I am pudgy. So at that point on, I really, like, watched what I ate when I was 12, which is super fucking weird. And uh, I didn't do anything crazy. Like, I didn't diet or anything like that. But I just watched what I ate for a while, and I, and I lost some weight. And then I was like, all right, this is good enough. It wasn't like I got ripped. This is not, you know, a rags-to-riches story when it comes to being in shape or anything. But uh, I just can't imagine a situation where if I got like that, which I could do, I have – I am. I eat candy like a six-year-old still, and I'm a total hypocrite. But I do watch what I eat. I eat salads every day for lunch, and it's like if, for whatever reason, I got a thyroid problem, which usually starts by having a shitty diet anyway, um, I don't know. I'd probably just not want to do things like that and focus on not carrying all that extra weight so I don't go to spas and bump into people when I'm just trying to get into pools. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. But overall, the spa was awesome. I highly recommend it. I also was not a huge fan, though, of people taking Instagram pictures everywhere when you're not supposed to. So Sojo Spa, if for whatever reason one of the six of you listening to this is actually hearing this, please enforce your own rules a little more because the foreigners coming to like take Instagram selfies all day are annoying as fuck. And they were actually in shape, but they were more annoying than the out-of-shape people stumbling into the pools. Go figure. Um, what else? So that was my birthday weekend. <laughs> yeah, just me fat-shaming, I guess, for 20 minutes. Um, oh, I don't know if you can hear right now. I don't know if it's getting picked up through the microphone, but if you're hearing any, like muddied kind of like beats in the background that's my across the hall neighbor who i believe is doing his friday ritual i'm recording this on a friday and my across the hall neighbor his name's lester he likes to order hookers every friday and blast jamaican dance hall music while he's banging his hookers uh yeah I'm sorry, there's no way I can get around that one. I don't know if you can hear it. Maybe you can't hear it, but I can hear it. And it's basically routine at this point. I've lived here for going on three years. And, uh, yeah, it's what Lester does. His name's Lester. It's how he gets down. He orders Craigslist hookers on Fridays. Maybe other days, too, but definitely on Fridays. And likes to party. How do I know he orders Craigslist hookers? Well, First of all, my my neighbors upstairs who have lived here for 11 years told me, and I take their word for it because they lived here for 11 years, but also you see them every now and then. And if you don't know what a Craigslist hooker looks like, when you see one of them, you get it. You're like, oh, okay, that's what a hooker on Craigslist looks like. And sometimes... At 2 in the morning, I hear loud banging outside of my apartment, and it's hookers, I presume, or some other types of ladies, uh, 
banging on his door, sometimes with a baseball bat, yelling, and sometimes saying outlandish shit like how he gave them chlamydia (laughs) and stuff like that. No joke. This is not a fabrication in any way for podcast downloads. This is the life that I live. And it's one of these New York City things. You know, everyone fantasizes about living in New York City, but little do they know they could sign their lease and be stuck with Lester, the middle-aged dude across the hall who blasts dance hall music and orders Craigslist hookers all day and gives them chlamydia to the point where they're trying to break his apartment open at 2 in the morning while you're trying to get your beauty rest. You know, it's the struggle. It is what it is. Let alone your old-ass neighbors downstairs who hate you because you're disrupting the neighborhood, who sit on the stoop all day and chain smoke and barely move when you're trying to get by them and just glare at you for ruining their day when their day consists of sitting on the stoop smoking cigarettes and bullshitting with their friends. Um, That's the other type of neighbor you could have in the same building. And... uh, that's what uh, is probably going on outside right now because I kind of hear them bullshitting. So, yeah, just breaking down my situation to you guys right now. Um, this is the life that I live. You know, these are my neighbors. Uh, anyway, so I feel like I've rambled on for 20 minutes just talking about my day and my past week. But Sojo Spa is cool despite the foreigners taking selfies and the larger people who may or may not hit you when trying to get into a pool. It's an awesome place. Highly recommended. S-O-J-O Spa. Check it out online. Uh, Maybe on Instagram, you know, hashtag it. I don't know. S-O-J-O. And I recommend going to Mitsua afterwards if you're into anything Japanese. Okay, so what is going on this week what's going on there's some stuff in the news one thing i saw that isn't really that newsworthy but it's a cool just a cool shirt that i saw really sick because i do talk about streetwear on this podcast and what i saw that was pretty cool is that wikipedia of all places have been doing streetwear collabs on the down low and they've been collabing with this streetwear company named Advisory Board Crystals out of L.A. And they've been doing these shirts that they've been selling to... You know how on Wikipedia it's always like, donate a dollar. Um, they've been doing this as an inter- alternative to just asking for donations, which I think is really smart. And the shirt's pretty cool. It's a, it's a white crew neck. Uh, not crew neck, but white long sleeve t-shirt that says Internet Master with the Wikipedia logo in the middle, which is funny to see on a shirt, actually. And then they got some stuff on the sides. They have a Wikimedia Foundation tag and then an ABC Information label graphic where it's like a name tag, basically, um, which I guess it's like showing your credentials or something as an organization. Um it's pretty cool. It's 85 bucks, which is steep for a Wikipedia shirt, but at the same time, not steep 
for a streetwear shirt. So it could go either way there. But uh, I think it's pretty cool, and I, I think that this is the beginnings of a newer trend that's emerging that's, you know, you can arguably say been emerged but is emerging where brands that are not streetwear companies or clothing companies doing lots of more high-end kind of like nice uh, collaborations with with clothing brands and releasing their own merch, um, much like a band would. I think that's kind of like the next wave of fashion is you're going to have a lot of brands involved that aren't fashion companies doing fashion. Um, you see it with podcasting now. Like Fighter and the Kid is a good example where they do collabs with uh, On It, which is more of a health company, but they do clothes, and also Roots of Fight, which is a really nice high-end uh, t-shirt company that does these really nice graphic t-shirts that are like vintage boxing shirts um, and MMA fighters. So you see it there. You see it with like Gary Vaynerchuk doing his K-Swiss sneaker. That's a little different because he's kind of like a mainstream celeb at this point. Um, and it's a sneaker, but it's the same kind of thing. I think you're just going to see more and more of this. And then you have the opposite or it's not an exact opposite, but sort of an opposite where you have guys like Virgil Abloh who got his come up in fashion, even though he's always been tied with Kanye West as his like creative partner. But you know, he was always a fashion dude, at least in terms of what he was producing and getting notoriety for. And now he's doing the DJ thing and he's playing at fucking Lollapalooza and shit as a DJ and even did an EP with... um. I think boys noise. So he's going into the music thing from a different medium. And then there's these all these other brands and influencers or whatever going into the fashion thing from various other fields. So yeah, Wikipedia, slang them shirts. I might get one, maybe. I don't know. I don't like white long sleeve t shirts though, because they stain too easily. That's my only beef. I think I'd maybe get one if they release one in black because uh, black shirts seem to last a little better. Um, but anyway, it's a cool design either way. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, and then just look in the headlines. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. But uh, I've been kind of paying attention to this Tesla meltdown. Um, it's looking like the board of Tesla wants to hire another executive because they're afraid of Elon Musk being too much of a loose cannon. He had that tweet that I talked about in the past about wanting to privatize Tesla, which is pretty nuts. And it got the Dow Jones and regulators involved maybe and all kinds of shit. But I think the bottom line is Elon Musk is like, has to be going through some sort of midlife crisis because, like, his behavior has changed so drastically from a public persona standpoint. You know, he used to be just another one of these Jeff Bezos types, you know, super smart, rich guys, kind of cool, calm, collected, not giving you too much in interviews, um, but also playing nice. And now he's just going ham on Twitter, just talking about shorters and how much he hates them, and he's dating Grimes. And he's fucking talking about sleeping in the Tesla factory because he's working so hard. 
and just really becoming a loose cannon and just getting involved with all these like Twitter trolls and reporters and yelling at journalists like something's going on with that dude man his he is not looking like a Tony Stark's type right now he's supposed to be the real life Tony Stark and uh not really coming across as it these days much I don't think Tesla can really become privatized at this point um I mean maybe but I don't know enough about that kind of thing when it comes to companies going private or going public to really have a strong opinion either way but it's just weird to see him be this much of a loose cannon these days I just think he's doing too much man he has to fucking chill out a little He's rich as hell. He doesn't need to do anything. I get that those types are wired to just be productive all the time, but I'm seeing a dude who's going through some shit, probably tries to avoid being at home, probably feels very lonely at the top, doesn't know what to do, and Tesla has a lot of real obstacles ahead of it when it comes to shorters making the stock depreciate and this and that and and this article that I read saying he's working 120 hour work weeks god damn I mean that is not good and the article with New York Times uh, the New York Times reporter was saying in the same interview he was like laughing hysterically and then crying all kinds of shit. And he said that he, like, can't sleep right now. Um, he's saying his choice is either not sleeping or taking Ambien due to, due to um, insomnia. And how he's not. has no plans of stopping Twitter. And, I mean, shit. Like, people only have a certain amount of rope. And he sounds like his rope is running out a bit at this point. I mean, he also said in that tweet where he was saying he was going to privatize Tesla at $420, people were like, is he, like, high right now because of 420 doing the stupid, suspicious conspiracy theory skepticism bullshit that people tend to do these days? And in the interview, he was saying how he, you know, he wasn't high, and he talks negative about weed because he's saying you can't be productive because, like, the term stone means you're like a stone. But it's like, if anyone sounds like they need to start smoking weed, it's him. He can't fucking sleep. He's working 120-hour workdays. He's getting into Twitter fights because he's so sensitive and protective over Tesla and afraid that it's going to tank. And yet it's just like he needs to relax hang with those European tourists Instagramming at Sojo Spa and smoke a fat blunt. I think that would fix at least half of his problems. And I know he's not going to do it, but he fucking should. Um, I mean, I went for one day. One day is all you need, Elon. And you don't, you can build your own fucking spa. How about you build your own spa and run Tesla out of a spa? That's what I would do at this point if I was him. Um, anyway, it's just crazy to see this change of character. I've never seen, I've seen celebrities go through worse than this, but never like one of these high level executive genius 
types go through some shit like this. It's interesting where where it's what's going to happen. We'll see. But yeah, there's all these articles coming out over like problems with the Tesla cars and everything, and I I feel like there's that company must be rough to work for right now. That's all I'm going to say, really. <sighs> what else is going on? You know what? I'm going to do a new thing. Fuck it. Fuck it. There's only six of you listening. I love all six of you. But I'm going to call an audible. And I'm going to try this new idea out that I had maybe 90 minutes before starting to record this sucker where... I'm going to call it, hmm, what am I going to call I'm going to call this thing gut reaction. I'm going to go to a random website I go to look for articles, and I'm just going to give you my gut reaction. I think it might be fun, or it might be boring as shit. I don't know where it's going to go, but I want to tinker and try new shit out. And let's see. Let's see how this goes. All right, I'm going to go to... um. I'm going to go to highsnobiety.com. I never know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've been going to that website for at least five years, if not longer. And uh, I never know how to actually pronounce it. I'm assuming it's high snobiety, like society, but snobby. Um, All right. So I'm just literally going to go to the homepage and just read headlines and just say whatever comes to my mind. Emily Ratajkowski stars in Racy New Cruise Trailer. I never found her to be that hot, to be honest. Like, she's hot, but something with the face is a little, it's a little, I don't know, bird-like for me. And, I mean, maybe she took a lot of acting classes, but I remember when she was on Entourage, she sucked. I guess it was the movie, the the Entourage movie, like... She was probably really young at the time, I get it. And she was a more like a model. Model! She was a model! More of a model. Um, but man, that was a rough movie. And I'm one of the few people that actually liked Entourage. Everyone hates it now, you know. Toxic masculinity, blah, blah, blah. But I actually liked it. And uh, I didn't even mind the movie. It wasn't that bad. It was a little formulaic and a little just... I don't know, dated-ish in a way, but she stood out as a particularly poor actor in that movie, so maybe she got better. I'm rooting for her. Hopefully this movie makes a billion dollars. Um, All right, Lil Pump says he lost his new Harvard dropout album. I don't know what that means. I all I, All I know about Lil Pump is Gucci Gang. Other than that, I don't know what the fuck that means. Young thug arrested at slime language listening party. Well, that's what you get for going to a listening party. And a listening party at Dave & Buster's, no less. You know what? Everyone at that party should have gotten arrested. Listen to the new Virgil Abloh DJ mix for Solid Steel Radio. Eh, maybe. Maybe. I feel like when I've seen his live, like, YouTube videos of his live show, he just plays, like, the top... 40 urban chart (laughs) it's all just like hip-hop hits but he does have an electronic side to his his uh repertoire catalog so maybe the mix is more like that i don't know he might just mix it up and actually mix and not just play stuff and stop and play and stop like he does live i don't know well i might check it out who knows 
right, London's, oh, this is a carousel, so the articles change every five seconds. Learn how to build a sneaker collection from the ground up with Tan France. Love Tan France. Love Queer Eye. Best show on TV. And Tan France is arguably the best of the queers. It's between him and Bobby, in my opinion. I love Bobby and I love Tan France. I like all of them, but particularly Bobby Burke and Tan France are my two faves. And Tan France style game is on a hunt. So I might actually watch that video at some point. London Steeziest show off their first street style for Supreme's first FWH. Don't care. Do not fucking care. Um, I don't need to look at a thousand dollars street styles. Uh, what else? The incomplete highest in the body guide to street fashion and culture. That's cool. It's a book. They're trying to sell their book. That is something I might actually be interested in, but I probably won't buy it. Um, cause I don't have a coffee table and it's really like a coffee table kind of read. The latest Dropcast discusses Supreme still a skate brand. I kind of did an episode on that like two months ago. That's funny. So Highest Nobody's podcast is doing a podcast about something that I did a podcast about. Well, all right, I guess at least I'm doing something right then. Um, it's called The Dropcast. I've heard it a few times. It's pretty good. Watch Kanye bring out Kid Cudi at a private show in L.A. Um, pass. Love Kanye, love Kid Cudi, but... They're like a group. They should be performing together. Kim Kardashian goes all in on frozen yellow with hair and matching Lambo. Not appealing. Because when I hear frozen yellow, I think of a dog pissing in snow. So I feel like Kim Kardashian is doing a dog piss in snow kind of look here. And, uh, yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. All right. Tie-dye looks stood out on the streets of Oslo Fashion Week. Tie-dye's in. Tie-dye, that's funny enough, was just watching a Netflix show, Social Fabric, about various clothing pieces and their history, and they had an episode on the T-shirt, and they did this whole thing with tie-dye. The host went out to hate Ashbury and Sam Fran and uh, went to a tie-dye factory and learned how to tie-dye and I learned about the history of tie-dye. It's pretty interesting. I didn't realize how many patterns types there were. So I guess tie-dye is coming back in, which is cool. I feel like tie-dye comes in and out every like 15, 20 years. There's like a tie-dye resurgence and then fades out and then comes back on on cycle. That tie-dye in that picture looks pretty cool. It's like this green tie-dye. It's like kind of sea foamy green. Looks pretty sweet. I might have to buy a tie-dye. I'm going to Vermont tomorrow. So tie-dye a plenty up there. All those old ass hippies eating Ben and Jerry's and shit. Alright, let's see. Those are ads. Our favorite fashion books. Nah, whatever. The Drip Pusha T is a class above with this dope gray. So they're just like writing articles about what rappers wear. That's fucking lame. That's just lame. You're just running out of material. You got to uh, expand on your niche a bit if if you're doing that. Shirt's all right. I can never wear it. I look like a total jackass in it. It's It looks navy, and it has some bright pastel colors and a bright-ass pastel collar. That's yellow, blue, and red. 
eh, whatever. Seven dope sneakers currently selling for under retail at StockX. Well, I wonder why. The picture they have is this ugly-ass Vapor Max that looks like a shitty knockoff of the Nigeria soccer jersey from the World Cup. Nike Lab acronym Air Vapor Mach 2. It's $260. That is $260 too much because these things look fugly. Fugly. Some black and white ugly ass fucking tech deck 3D printer ass fake zebra bullshit. Ugly. Next. The pros and cons of every major sneaker selling reselling portal. I don't buy anything resell anyway, so I don't really care. That might be useful though if you're if you're all up in that sneaker resell game though. Meet Do- oh Doja Cat. You guys heard about this? The artist behind the viral cow anthem Moo. So there's this girl who I didn't really know about, who I guess is an R&B singer, and she came out with this music video where it's just like kind of like suggestive song. But it's all from the perspective of her being a cow. But it's kind of weird because they show, like, she's, like, rapping and singing. And the backdrop is, like, like anime tits. And it's, like, she shows her... she's like, starts twerking and talks about, like, dairy and, like, fucking milkshakes and shit. But it's from the perspective of, like, her being a cow. And then the chorus, she, like, harmonizes all these moo sounds. It is fucking weird. This is actually a really good article because, uh... When I saw that, I was I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how the fuck did we get here <laughs> with the internet? I would check that out. Doja, D-O-J-A, cat. It is weird, but kind of cool. And kind of catchy, actually, too. Like, the harmonies are on point. All right. Highest nobody staff pick for these favorites. Supreme FDA. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Anonymous author of Supreme Copies and more Supreme shit. That's kind of cool. The journey of it. I, see, what I like about Supreme is the journey, not necessarily what they're doing now. Just doing drops of, like, Vermont teddy bears and Supreme hoodies and fucking fire hydrants with a logo doesn't do much for me. But the idea of them being a skateboard shop to what they are now, like, that whole journey is pretty fucking cool. So when it comes to Supreme, that's more what I'm into. Um, let's see, anything else? Oh, yeah. What does it mean? What does live your best life actually mean? Good fucking question. Hi, Snobiety. I'm clicking. You guys got me. Hook, line, and motherfucking sinker. Heather Snowden. Heather Snowden. Wow. Is the government trying to kill your brother? Is that what's going on? Heather Snowden? That is a funny name to have this day and age. Anyway. Okay, so this is like an editorial piece on how fucking silly live your best life is. So let's see. Okay, so they're talking about the history of the term and how it first appeared on Oprah Magazine in 2005. Yada, yada, yada. 900,000 posts and counting on Instagram. But what on earth is meant by living your best life, says Heather Snowden. How do we achieve it? Why does it feel like so many people other than ourselves have the formula locked down? Spoiler alert, they don't. Scroll through Live Your Best Life feed on Insta and what do you see? 
I'd wager your face was shot after shot of stunning landscapes, beautiful girls in itsy-bitsy swimsuits, posing on beaches, plants in full bloom, perfect scanty-style interiors, covetable apparel, goddess bowls, avocados, third-wave coffee shops, yoga poses, and the list goes on. Poster tag, hashtag live your best life, because people appear to be to believe drinking a $10 kale smoothie is the key to life at its fullest, when in reality... It's key to a life of fulfillment, only if that life is lived on Instagram. Very true Heather Snowden of WikiLeaks. I agree. Um, Yeah, hashtag live your best life is a funny one because I don't know what the fuck it means. Like, what is best? Like, most visually appealing life? Because that's to me what it is. Because there's a lot of things that are, like, the best parts of life that have nothing to do with anything visual. You know what I mean? I like sleeping. That's living your best fucking life. You don't see shit when you're sleeping. I'm I'm going to do a post of me sleeping drooling and have it be hashtag living my best life. Yeah, I don't get it. I think what this is is like all these... Because I think it's a girl hashtag. Sorry with the gender shit, but it's true. I, this was not started by guys. And uh, I think it's a bunch of girls who are enamorated with the idea of a soulscape and getting their eat, pray, love on. And Instagram is kind of like a portal to all that shit that they romanticize. After seeing Julia Roberts eating all that shit in Italy and living her best life, according to the movies. Um, I think it's totally silly i'd feel like a jackass using that hashtag for anything and honestly like you see those types of posts a lot where it's like some girl in some unnatural position trying to be natural by a pool but like sort of sticking her ass out but not really not blatantly like you have you have your your insta hoes like ho is lifing it with you know just sticking their ass out on every picture but but i'm not talking about them i'm talking about the girls that would actually hashtag living my best life where they're not sticking their ass out like they're twerking or anything like that. What they're doing is they're making a natural pose, like a natural pose that they would do in a dress and send to their grandparents. But then they're in a bikini and they slightly augment the pose to slightly stick their ass out. So it's like still innocuous, but there's a hint of suggestion. And then they do hashtag living my best life. And it's like fucking spring break, and they're in Cancun. Well, Cancun's kind of out these days. What is it? A Tolum? They're in like fucking Tolum, and they have one of those like little, I don't know, are they like capes? Like, what is that shit that girls wear where it's like they have a bikini on, but then they wear this like transparent cape thing, and they're like maybe sipping on the fucking coconut water or some shit? That's what I think of. But it's like, that to me is so much goddamn work. Because, you see, when I was at the spa last week, I saw this too. Because the spa's close. It's good enough. It's not Tolum, but you can still pretend. And it's New York City, and that's, you know, romanticized on the internets, whatever. And I saw this one girl sticking her ass out, but only slightly, only ever so much, to only just give you a little hint and making her poor fucking boyfriend who who this cuck was i have no idea this dude i've totally forgot about this till now 
like I had it in my head the whole time. I was thinking of these people, this girl doing her like Instagram photo shoot, but I didn't. Re- I forgot that it was like her fucking boyfriend taking all the pictures of her sticking her ass out slightly at the spa and like doing all these fucking poses. And they would have these sessions where he would take like five pictures. She would go up to him, look at them. I didn't know what she was saying because they were they were from another country. And they're speaking in, like, Czech or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, and then she would go back to the same place she was, re-stick out her ass, and make her poor cuck boyfriend take another five to seven pictures, and then rinse, wash, repeat for, like, a half hour. I was just watching, like, what the fuck is going on over there? And this wasn't in some, like, remote area in the spa off to the side this was like right in the main smack dab in the middle of where like all of these jacuzzis were and people walking in and out because they're on these steps constantly and like that to me is hashtag living your best life because i will guarantee you if she can actually speak english she's hashtagging that it was like that quintessential picture because she was doing like the ass slightly up thing and like kind of smiling in like a kind of like I'm having fun way, but it's like super forced so you can tell it's like overly fake and posed. And to me, I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work to be living your best. To me, living your best life means no work, no posing. I don't have to get my ass in shape to fucking stick it out the perfect fucking angle and it's like doing this all for what what the extra six hashtag or likes you're gonna get off this hashtag or the extra 10 or like god forbid the extra 200 so your profile goes from 10,000 followers to 14,000 followers like do these girls really think by doing this they're gonna go viral and fucking get 2 million followers the girls that get the 2 million followers this day and age are the ones with the fake ass bodies who just have no shame like that whore in the van I talked about earlier talking about circumcised dicks with front of 12 strangers like those girls with that mentality but more in shape bodies are the ones that actually go viral these, like, girls kind of, like, half-assing it with, like, living my best life. One picture is a kale smoothie. The next picture is them kind of showing their ass at the beach, but not really. Like, they're having fun. Those don't go viral. Your your, your cap is, like, 30,000 to 60,000 followers, and you're not getting brand deals off that. Come on, son. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. There's not enough room to be famous anymore. If everyone's an influencer, who are the followers? Right? It's a broken model. You got to do something to go viral this day and age if that's what you want to do. And two quarters sticking your ass out but still pretending to be like a good girl. Ain't going to do it. Ain't going to do it. So that's my take on living your best life. It's too much work. I want to live a mediocre life that's less work where I can just sleep and hashtag that shit. It's all a facade trying to get their eat, pray, love on, trying to show their fucking homemade bowls of pasta 
and Tuscan grapes and fucking walking on some path in the woods or in the forest or in the countryside in like Napa or some shit. It's been done already. It's not original. Find something new. Live your original life. Fuck this best life shit. All right. That's all I got in me. We 51 minutes into this piece. I got to edit this thing down before I go on vacation up to Vermont where I'm going to live my best life and do shit. Um, I'll be back probably next Monday. You'll probably get next Monday a regular podcast. Not this upcoming one, the one after. But there's a slight chance you're going to get a really shitty quality podcast of me probably walking through the woods recording an episode and trying it on the Anchor app. There's an outside shot of that happening to the six of you listening. But I think I'm most likely just going to do a regular episode. Um, I Okay. I hear Lester bumping up the music louder. That might be his hookers coming up the stairs now. So I'm going to end this podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Better week than me. Hopefully you don't catch sore throats like me on your birthdays. And uh, take it easy. Oh, and if you don't already, please follow me on Instagram. I feel like a pathetic asshole for even saying that after this past rant. But if you want to, if you want to, I make stupid-ass Photoshop edits. It might be funny to you. It's NRS underscore show. Twitter, same name, NRS underscore show. Follow, like... I need to be popular and all that good stuff. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Listening to Not Rocket Science. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.